0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: Break out that black and gold. It is game day, Houdat Nation. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak here on First Take getting ready for a noon kickoff in the Caesars Superdome between the Saints and Kansas City Chiefs. Defending Super Bowl champs Pat Mahomes. In the building today, excited to see uh, the first-teamers obviously in action uh, to see what we got. But also, a lot of depth concerns, you know, want to fill out spots on this roster. Uh, I don't know how many positions you would say are currently, quote-unquote, unavailable, Jeff. But definitely guys trying to make a name, like you've mentioned, not just for this Saints team, but if they can't make this squad, definitely trying to put good film out for other squads in the NFL.
2: Yeah, particularly at defensive back, I think, because you have a lot of really intriguing young defensive backs that will have a hard time (laughs) cracking this roster just because, especially at cornerback, the depth is so, so strong. Like, you go one through four, I don't know if you're going to find a better group of cornerbacks than Marshawn Lattimore, Paulson Debo, Lante Taylor, and Bradley Roby in the slot, who can move outside, is a 10-year veteran, has won a Super Bowl. He's a guy that a lot of people respect in this league. And so a guy like Anthony Johnson – uh, Isaac Yadam, you know, uh, Troy pride, all these guys are going to try to make an impact and we'll have to see. Um, I, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure how much availability there is, but these guys are, have played good enough, have played well enough to make the roster. The one veteran that I think you're going to want to look at, cause I think he's going to make this team is Lonnie Johnson, Jr. I think his versatility hes played safety. He's played defensive back. He's a bigger dude. He can come up in the box. He can make a tackle. I think you know, he he has been dealing with a knee thing because he banged knees in practice the other day, so right. I don't know, maybe he doesn't play today. But I think that he's a guy who this team likes a lot.
1: You know, you mentioned some of, uh, uh, you know, being banged up there. There have been some veteran players, guys you would consider first-teamers. We definitely do not uh, expect to see at all today someone like a Demario Davis who's been out of practice with a calf issue. We know that uh, Rashid Shahid, while he's not this experienced uh, veteran he won't be he, out there. You know, he's also dealing with a groin issue, and, and uh, hopefully we'll be back sooner than later kind of thing. Uh, we've heard that. You Know from Dennis Allen, he yeah. doesn't think any of these are really anything too serious. He's
2: maintained that. We, I asked him yesterday or on Friday, rather, that you know, are you concerned about any of these injuries? And he said, No, he said all of them are ma- maintenance mainly, but these a lot of guys have been out for a while Rashid Shahid, Damaro Davis, Andres Pete. We have not seen it practice in a while. I'm and so, I say,
1: Pete might be the only one to really could be concerned over, but we're concern. always concerned over him, right?
2: <laughs> and uh, but you know, it, it is that time of the year where the only mistake you can make is putting a guy on the field and having him try to work through something and make your injury worse, and then it does affect your regular season. So we're still early enough in camp in the preseason that I'm not going to overreact, but, yeah, you're not going to see those guys out there today.
1: Getting to some of the who-dats on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, want to hear from you, 504-260-1870. We got TJ in Metairie. Happy game day, TJ. What's going on?
3: Hey, brother. I went to bed early, and I woke up, (laughs) and it was Christmas morning. (laughs) Yes, indeed. I feel that. Yep. Um, Man, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited. I mean, Derek Carr is our guy. We'll be behind D.C. as QB1. But, hey, this is New Orleans, bro. We love drama. We love the theatrics. What if Jameis goes out and balls out this preseason? I'm not saying D.C. is going to lose his spot, but it's definitely going to be something to talk about.
1: Yeah, for me, you know, what we've seen from Jameis so far this camp – uh nothing been exceptional but someone we know that has a grasp of this offense a lot of people have been talking about Ken Jay Kaner the rookie already unseat him as the number two QB uh behind Derek Carr I don't see that happening maybe it's a possibility but right now for this season I think Jameis is definitely entrenched as that number two guy it's good to have someone that's got that valuable experience come game day but yeah for me uh I definitely agree that Carr is the man. He looks like the guy, too, right now. Uh, Jameis, uh, definitely a number two option for this season.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I I would love to see Jameis play well enough that, you know, a quarterback goes down somewhere else and he's in the conversation. like, okay, are they going to come asking for him in a trade, right? Um, I don't know if the Saints would be into that. Just like kind of you look at the 49ers last season. They were pretty happy they didn't trade Jimmy Garoppolo when after three games they had to go to him and he kind of – settled the the plane of their season. And we have seen over the last few years, the Saints have had to rely on backups. So they're not going to just throw, throw out the idea that we have one of the probably the higher quality backups in the NFL just because someone offers a late-round pick. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think anyone – who goes out there and plays well, you're going to be, you're going to be happy about because, you know, like, like, like we watched Andy Dalton play all last season. Like things happen in the NFL. <laughs> Trevor Simeon started games. Teddy Bridgewater started games. Taysom Hill started games. You need depth at the quarterback. Ian Book position. started a game. Ian Book started a game. <laughs> that's yeah. That's, that's a whole nother can of worms. But yeah, Jameis and Jay Kaner. These are important snaps for them. I think Jay Kaner more so though, because you want to see that you know maybe even not this season maybe next season you want to see that kind of proficiency that he's going to be someone you can rely on down the road Um, And because I don't think James is going to be here next season. And, you know, this is where you kind of get to prove that because he's not going to get snaps in the regular season.
1: Saints fans wanting to know a little bit more about quarterback Derek Carr, someone who's been with him in Las Vegas with the Raiders for a bit. Uh, Tight end Foster Murrow, who's now also back in New Orleans with the black and gold. Here's what he had to say
4: when asked to describe quarterback Derek Carr. Derek is a real, real, real competitor. He is in everything that he does, Um, whether it's – Pool volleyball, three on three against um, Darren Waller, Mac Hollins, and Hunter Renfro, or whether it's Sunday at, you know, twelve o'clock central time, and he's trying to beat the brakes off of anyone who walks in here. That's just that's who he is, and that's and that's what he is. And I'm sure Derek being in a new environment was different. It was certainly different for me. It'd be different for anyone. Um, but I think he's definitely got his feet under him, um, and I think he's ready to compete.
1: Before we get into more talk about Carr,
4: interested in that pool volleyball matchup? Well, Foster Murrow had more to say about that. Here he is. I don't give Hunter Renfro enough credit. He was normally on our team, and I, I, we, are, we are undefeated as a unit. We've probably played 30, or, 30 to 40 games. Hunter and Derek both had their pools specifically made with four feet even across the entire pool. And the, the regulation, the requirements, you have to have steps getting out of your pool. Right? You have to have like steps leading out. So they have like two little steps, both in the corners, like they don't interrupt the game at all. We have a blast. The guys are really good. Hunter Renfro's got like a baby tip, like soft serve right over the right over the net. It's pretty special. I I, re- I wish I was kidding. It, so, so competitive. We'll get the best the best athletes you've ever seen going against us and, and it doesn't matter. And like I'm, I, I'm the biggest guy. I'm a setter. Derek gets up and smashes the ball. Like you see that, you see the the Christian, you see the P on his on his coming down and serving the, with the wrath of God. Honestly, he's a special special player in that pool. He really is, really is.
1: That's tight end Foster Morrow. And, yes, we are I'm sure hoodats are all anxious to see the wrath of God being handed down by Derek Carr in the Superdome hopefully yeah. this season. I
2: just pictured that scene from Meet the Parents where Ben Stiller <laughs> just spikes it into the woman's face and just oh. breaks her nose. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, that's very funny. Foster's funny. Uh, I enjoy talking to Foster. And, yeah, he brought up the beach vo- or the, the pool volleyball Pool volleyball, thing. yeah. There's
1: and, specific regulations. <laughs> well, it was
2: just kind of a throwaway, and I was just like, wait, did that actually happen? And he was just like, oh, yeah, let's talk about it. It was very funny. Foster's excited to be back. You can tell.
1: Yeah, I uh, love the fact that he's so animated, uh, very free with the media. and think he's going to be a lot of fun this season. You know, we have the – the even at the end of the year, there's that media appreciation award. Yeah. I think Foster Murrow might be one of those early candidates for that. A lot of the tight ends,
2: right? Juwan's right up there too. You know, they're, a lot of these tight ends are very enjoyable to talk to, Taysom. It's always fun to talk to. So, yeah, there's some characters on this team this year. And I hope – you know, one of the frustrating things when the team's struggling is you don't get – the characters don't come out, right? (laughs) Like everyone's frustrated, everyone's kind of subdued, and you don't get those kind of quips. Like if you if you lose two games in a row, you're not hearing about Derek Carr's beach volleyball skills. I'm sorry, pool volleyball skills, (laughs) right? Like (laughs) that's something that you get when things are going well and everyone's loose and – you know, and, and that's the type of atmosphere that's really fun to be around with these Saints.
1: Yeah, you mentioned with Foster Morrow being this fun guy when he got up too. He even mentioned the fact that, you know, the last time that him and Derek yeah. were in the Superdome, he, he didn't want to. Yeah, he didn't want to throw Derek under the bus with anything, but said it didn't turn out too well. He remembers it and is looking for redemption this year. We want it all, please light up the Superdome, please, Foster.
2: Yeah, and and Derek has said this a few times, and I'm not sure if he's making light of that the Raiders fans were <laughs> mad at him a lot or that he recalls all the fans in the Superdome being mean to him when he was here last year. But he makes, he makes that joke a lot, which is like, yeah, I remember it was cool being out there and not everyone was mad at me this time. So that's fun. You know, yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully hopefully that's the case again.
1: No, yeah, they'll be, hopefully, yes, yelling for Derek, yes. not against him. <laughs> uh, looking forward to that noon kickoff coming up on WWL Saints Radio. The Bud Light Countdown, the kickoff with me and Bobby Bear will be up next at 10 a.m. Uh, Jeff and I uh, rolling along here on... First take, thanks to the good folks at Magazine Pizza for feeding our Saints crew. Magazine Pizza, 1068 Magazine, dine-in or delivery, the best gourmet pizza selection in town. Uh, Magazine Pizza's also got pastas. Sandwiches, wings, and salads. Go check out magazinepizza.com. We'll be back with more first take after the break here on WWL Saints Radio. Chime in, Oakland Heart Jewelers. Talk and text line 504 260 1870. Back after
5: this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect, impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
6: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: Rolling along here on First Take, Steve Geller along with Jeff Nolak and Colin Steele, also a master control, giving him a shout-out for playing some Saints music on this glorious game day back in the Caesar Superdome. We're even, here. Yeah, even Jeff for the you know practice that was on Friday. It's always a special feeling to be in the Superdome. I guess it makes you think of game days, Saints football, obviously, and yeah, the fact that we are back. And it was also nice, obviously, to be in air conditioning.
2: Yes, <laughs> it is very, very cold. Very cold down there. I regretted wearing shorts when I was down there, and part of that's because they keep the building at a temperature that will accommodate seventy thousand people, and when there's only a hundred in there, it's it's like a it's like a refrigerator. Um, you could probably store your meat in there pretty pretty effectively, but. Yes, uh, it's. I'm excited. It's going to be my first game this season on the sideline. I was there for week two last year. Um, so so you kind of, yeah, you got a taste around. of it at least.
1: But now it's full bore, brother. Congratulations, yeah, by the way. I'm
2: excited. I'm excited. The the grass is a lot more cushiony <laughs> than I remember. Uh, the the fake grass there. I think they got new turf in. So I think that's going to be interesting to see how how that works. Um, yeah,
1: we'll be breaking in that new turf today. The black and gold, yes. and you'll be joining them, like you said, on the sideline. Noon kickoff, right here on WWL Saints Radio. A guy. Uh, everybody loves to hear from his tight end or Swiss Army knife, Mr. Do-It-All, uh, the jack-of-all-trades, whatever you want to call him, Taysom Hill, uh, definitely comes into this season uh, with that role that we've seen him in uh, constantly throughout his years with the Saints, and just trying to get more involved uh, in the passing game we've even heard about. So Man.
2: I, uh, my nickname for him, which I think is the, the correct one, is QB7 qb7 it's not, it's not qb1 he's qb7 i've also heard the
1: mormon missile
2: yeah yeah but what does he do on the field he's not a tight end he's kind of a quarterback but he's not a quarterback anyway uh on.
1: anyway we talked to Taysom hill and he said do you have any kind of clearer picture of exactly how you'll be used this coming season
7: i i don't know i i think the short answer is yes um but i will say like even i go out to practice and and frankly i still don't really know what i'm all gonna do um but I know I'll either be blocking, throwing, or or running, or catching. You know, um, so I don't know. I, I look. I just uh, again. I think game plans change, and guys get injured, and you know. I just I suspect that throughout the season, there's going to be, you know, just some of this stuff where maybe I have a few more carries. Maybe there's a game plan where I have a few more receptions, and uh, maybe I throw it a couple more times than you know what we've done in the past. But I, I I don't know. I I kind of expect that, and just stay ready, stay on my toes. You know.
2: I enjoy that answer because he starts it by saying the shorter answer is the short answer is yes. yes. The long answer is no because <laughs> 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 he doesn't. Clearly, he's like I'll either be running, passing, throwing, or blocking. Or no, running, passing, catching, or blocking. I don't know. One of the what, whatever he thinks is is right. Everything but, but yeah. tackling. Yes. Well, but actually, he, he does that too. Right. He may be making a tackle. He's the best personal protector in the league. Uh, according to Blake Gilligan. Um, and he said that he thinks Blake was just buttering him up. But I, he's one of the advantages to having Taysom on those special teams. Yeah. is You can run fakes, and every team has to constantly be alert for fakes. And I think you know we haven't talked about it yet. Special teams is going to be a really intriguing thing to watch today. I'm sure we'll see. I, actually, I don't know. I say I'm <laughs> sure, but we might see some of Lou Headley. We might see some of Blake Groupie, or we might just see Will Lutz and Blake Gillikin kicking. Uh, and because I think those battles are real, I think there's they're pretty one-sided right now um i don't i don't think anything we've seen from will has been indicative of a guy that's about to lose his job the same with blake but hey you know this is the this is where the rubber meets the road for those guys and these are real game like scenarios and if will suddenly starts to to look finicky, we talked to him earlier this offseason. He said he wasn't in the right headspace last year. He felt kind of like a he quote, deer in the headlights. Like he said that. We didn't say that. I'm yeah. not saying that about him. He said that he felt like a deer in the headlights at points. That's something, not something you expect to hear out of a veteran kicker. Um, but he says he feels he feels like he's kind of in the right headspace now. He's not working back from an injury like he was last year. So hopefully that we can get back the you know, Will Lutz. As a weapon, as opposed to Will Lutz as a question mark that we had last year.
1: Going back to Taysom, the weapon, you know, we didn't see much from him in the receiving game, even though obviously he's got the title of tight end, but he really wasn't used in that aspect. Uh, Taysom Hill was asked about how's that involvement in the passing game going this season?
7: I think it's been good. Um, You know, I I think again, obviously going into year seven, based on, you know, where we were a few years ago, I think that everyone's a little more comfortable with where we're at and has, you know, clear vision of what my role is and what I'm capable of doing. But I think, in terms of the context of your question, we're still filling it out. And um, but I, I think so far, I, I think you know, you know, some of the things that I have done as as a route runner, and you know, I always go back to we're in the huddle, and it's like. I know what the quarterback's thinking, right? And so and and I think that that has shown up and has been advantageous for us. And so look, this is just one of those things that continue to evolve and we'll continue to see where, you know, where it goes and I'm sure by week 1, you know, as we get to week 15, 14, 18, it's it'll look different. That Saints tight
1: end/Mr. slash Mr. Do-it-all Taysom Hill uh, talking about getting more involved in receiving. And yet, for fantasy football owners, I'm sure they're looking forward to that. A guy that can obviously pass the ball, run, and then if he adds another receiving element to that, it just makes him even more of a dangerous weapon. But, man, there are a lot of mouths to feed in this yeah. offense, obviously. And
2: from a fantasy football perspective, what makes him viable is the fact that he is technically a tight end. And he's going to get chances to run for touchdowns and throw for touchdowns and even if he's not catching a ton of passes, he could get in the end zone. It's a, it's a, to me, it's a little less viable than it was last year because, like you said, there's a lot of weapons. But hey, last year we thought the offense was going to be Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry and Jameis Winston, and by the end it was nothing like that. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But you know, this is—I think you are going to see Taysom a little bit more involved in the passing game this year. We've seen that in practice. We've seen him uh, in one in one set of drills. I watched him catch five consecutive passes like broken up between the, the last pass of a Derek Carr set and the first four passes of a Jameis Winston set. So there's clearly some emphasis in getting him involved and also the tight end position involved. I think this is going to be a year where you get back to that kind of Saints tight end kind of weaponry, where you were getting everyone involved downfield. We haven't really seen that, right? We saw it one season with Jared Cook, but even that was like 50, 50 receptions, eight 700 yards, like nine touchdowns. That was a huge season for a Saints tight end, and that's not what we would call that season if you go back eight to ten years. You know, that would have been like uh, kind of a you know a little drop in the bucket of the Jimmy Graham experience. So hopefully you can get back to that kind of tight end weaponry that you used to. That
1: that's Saints even advantage. someone like when you were talking about the tight end room and how you know yeah. uh, great they are at speaking with the media with Foster Murrow, Taysom Hill, Juwan Johnson. Shoot, we have Jimmy Graham back this season. Definitely seems re-energized. So happy to be back in black and gold. He very uh, much wants to yeah, be here. Right? right. Like,
2: it's not just like, oh, I needed a job. I'm going to come back. He's like, he, he's he here He sat because... out last
1: year. Only reason, only way right. I'm coming back
2: to be a Saint. He's here because he wanted to be on the Saints. <laughs> so that was his goal, and that's that's he manifested it. And so, you know, what, but whether he makes an impact this season, I don't know. But right. he's definitely going to have a positive impact on that locker room, on that tight end room. And, you know, there's something to be set for that.
1: Looking at our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. See Jimmy and Gretna hanging on. What you got for us this game day, Jimmy?
2: Speaking of Jimmy's, what's up, man?
3: Hey, what's up, boys? Hey, speaking of Jimmy's, I'm looking to see Jimmy Grant. Looking forward to seeing him. Look, I got a hall pass from my wife. I'm free. I've been working since 530 this morning, cutting grass, folding stuff, everything, washing stuff. Right. So I'm clear, dude. I'm clear for a few hours. I got the hall pass. Tickets are 5 bucks on the secondary market for today. <laughs> so anybody who wants to bring the family for cheap and be uh, the dad of be the year the mom of the year, be in that number. Yeah, Todd, but like you guys said, it's, it feels good in the Superdome. I, look, I, I, as always, the story of the summer has been, what are we going to have or not have at linebacker? Yeah, And I know we just brought in this kid, uh, Jalen Smith. Um, you know, he might be a starter. I mean, that's how thin we are at linebacker in a way. I mean, and again, Pete Werner is the Taysom Hill of the defense because he's a great player, but he tends to get hurt with his style, which I love. I love both of those players. I love Taysom Hill. I love Pete Werner, but their style leads to injuries. Besides him and DeMario, we're thin there. DeMarco Jackson, it's time to step up. Zach Vaughn, it's time to step up. So this is going to be an audition and for the fans to really see what's going to happen at that position and also – interior line you know and and i want to get y'all's update on this kid we drafted from i think it was was old dominion nick uh or whatever yeah what have y'all seen out of him at the camp i I haven't heard much about him and are we going to see a lot of isaiah foskey the second rounder from notre dame today
1: jimmy real quick to you i want to ask you what happened the other night you never called in about nick mullins He's oh, amazing. he's gone. I expected we'll totally to a, a Southern Miss guy after he had a decent outing with the Minnesota Vikings in preseason. I thought for sure we were going to hear from Jimmy the next day. But Don't
2: worry. I'm sure he'll call back. <laughs> uh, we'll hear from him again.
1: <laughs> uh, but as for uh, with Nick Saldaveri, uh, definitely a guy we're uh, anxious to see more of for preseason football just because he can be that versatile piece too along the offensive line.
2: Yeah, he's working at guard. You know, that's that's primarily where he's working. I believe it's right guard. I'd have to double check, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's a rookie, he's learning, you know, we, I I think a lot of these rookie offensive linemen are in the same boat and, you know, he, I think is insulated a bit from struggles in terms of you're not cutting your fourth round draft pick. So he's going to be able to kind of sit there and and learn at a comfortable pace. Whereas a guy like a Mark Evans, right? Like these are guys who, I don't know if they're going to be able to get, get through that period of learning without you know having to get stashed on the practice squad so Nick's going to be around you know it, it's tough to really get a good gauge on the interior lineman from practice right like I sit there every day and I watch it but if I could tell if I told you that I have a really good angle on what Nick Saldovary is doing as he's sandwiched between Eric McCoy and, <laughs> and some other guy or the center and the, and the tackle I'd be lying to you like there's only so much I can give you I haven't seen him get blown up I think he's gotten decent reviews from from the coaches and you know, it's just a it's just a learning process for him. You hope he doesn't have to play significant number of snaps this season because that would mean you lost your starter. And I think your starter at left guard right now is James Hurst because Andres Pete has been unavailable. So who knows? Maybe maybe Andres Pete his injury lingers and you end up having to go into the season with uh, a younger guard kind of filling in that spot. But right now, I think you're comfortable with where he's at,
1: which is as a death, depth lineman. Another person Jimmy just brought up, too, his second-round pick defensive end, Isaiah Foskey. And at this point right now, Jeff, I guess we got to hope he's a gamer because we haven't really been taking many notes on him in training camp.
2: No, I mean, he's – yeah, right. Like, (laughs) he's he's a guy who we haven't seen a ton. But I think that's, you know, partially because he's in a rotation behind two players who I think have been solid and available in Carl Granderson and Peyton Turner. And then Tano Passigno has been consistent. So, you know – he's not, he's not going to get a ton of opportunities especially early in the season what i need to see from him and and yeah pat the pass rush would be great if he's getting after the quarterback fantastic what i need to see from him is that he can hold up in the run game it's this it's the element of cam jordan's game that in my opinion makes him a hall of famer in terms of being able to play the run as he plays the pass and it's something that you take for granted when you talk about defensive ends four three defensive ends where you like you have to play the run right if that if the if the gets outside of you and beats you to the edge you're that's a huge play every time whether it's eight yards whether it's 15 yards whether he beats a safety and gets to the end zone like that's where the defensive end has to be able to hold up is he has to stretch that play to the edge of the field and give the linebackers time to get there and so that's what I want to see from him I want to see him not get over anxious and get run himself out of a play run himself to the wrong point of the field and, sure, if he makes a couple of plays in the backfield, fantastic. But that's what I want to see from him is that he understands his role and plays contain well and, and that sort of thing. But, yeah.
1: Uh, one of the segments you mentioned, that position battle at corner, we're anxious to see, you know, the Alonte Taylor, Paulson Adebo fighting uh, to be that number two guy opposite of Marshawn Lattimore. Bringing up there, too, you, mentioning uh, Peyton Turner and a guy like Carl Granderson. That's been another great battle during training camp. Both guys uh, really trying – and looking to be that person opposite of Cam Jordan on defensive end. Really impressed, uh, obviously, with Peyton Turner being healthy. Uh, looks like a guy who's got a different mindset going into this year. We'll see what he can do. But man, oh man, I-, I love Carl Granderson, the development you've seen from him year after year after year. Just a player that seems to get better each season and anxious to see if he can top his numbers even from last year.
2: Yeah, and so, yeah, those two those two position battles are interesting because, one, we I feel like we have a definitive answer on in terms of who's ahead, and that's defensive end with Carl Granderson. You got the first initial, the initial depth chart coming out, and it listed Carl Granderson as the starting defensive end or right defensive end with Peyton Turner behind him, and then Tano but backing up Cam Jordan, which is not really much of a backup <laughs> role when you never get on the field. But <laughs> the one of the reasons I, I wonder if Marshawn's going to get out there is the battle between Paulson Debo and Alante Taylor is very much still a battle. I have no idea who they are leaning toward. I think probably Paulson in terms of he's made a ton of starts already in his career. But you know if Marshawn does get out there and play, then you are going to have to make a decision on who you put out there first in terms of Paulson Debo and Alante Taylor. And to this point, I don't think they have tipped their hand as to who they consider to be ahead in that battle. But if you end up having to make that decision, you know whether it's significant or not. You are making a decision on who is ahead, so that's that's one of the reasons I think they almost don't want to have to do that. And so they might just say Marshawn, you sit this one out, and we're gonna have those guys out there. But that's going to be the first thing you look at is that first defensive snap. If Marshawn's out there, who's on the opposite side? Because I think that's going to be pretty telling as to where they're stacking up right now.
1: Our Oakwin Heart Jewelers Rolex time check. <laughs> Let's see. It is. I'm so prepared.
2: Two hours, 21 minutes, and 11- 10 seconds.
1: You got it. Booyah. Yep. Two hours, 21 minutes till kickoff in the Caesar Superdome between the Saints and Kansas City Chiefs. Preseason game number one. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak uh, on here on first take. Leading up to the Bud Light countdown, the kickoff. That'll be with me and the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abair starting at 10 o'clock. Then it's kickoff in the Superdome. Like I said, noon with Mike Haas and Deuce McAllister, the voice and color analyst for your Saints, and also new sideline reporter this year, Jeff Nowak, will be bringing it to you from the sidelines of all the Saints action. I know you got a taste of it last season and looking forward to more of it this year.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be cold.
1: (laughs) Bundle up. Be back with more First Take after the break here on WWL.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
5: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.
4: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. CTMobile.com.
1: Back here on first take, gearing up for the noon kickoff in the Caesar Superdome, New Orleans Saints, hosting the Kansas City Chiefs preseason game number one. Oakland Heart Jewelers Talking Text Line for you, Who that Nation, 504-260-1870. Uh, one of the things to be watching this preseason, too, Jeff, will be the interior of the defensive line with so many new players in pay- place. Uh, a, a lot of guys ended up, you know, out, out of the mix, uh, even in Atlanta with a David Onyemata. Uh, Some other guys like uh, Shai Tuttle also now with the Carolina Panthers. So one of those new faces is defensive tackle Colin Saunders, who happens to be someone who used to play for the Kansas City Chiefs where he has two Super Bowl rings. But here's what he had to say about this new athleticism along the defensive line.
8: I don't think we have. I mean, I'm the biggest guy on the D-line. And I, I know I'm an athlete, so so if that that just goes to show, like you know, all of our guys, man, we got a bunch of dancing pandas in there, and uh, a lot of guys, you know, quick, nimble on their feet. Brazil is, I always call him a big kid, man. He's just a, a big Gerber baby out there, man, just <laughs> six five Gerber baby, man. But he but he can he can move really well off that ball. Um, got a great get off, man. You know, I've been with a guy in Chris Jones who. Um, it's, it's rare to have that type of get off in that frame. And then, like you said, to speak to all other guys, I mean, starting with you know, me and, and Nate. Nate is, I mean, he is a go, go, go guy. He's gonna get north and south. He's gonna throw his moves. I love playing with an aggressive three tech like that because it makes my job that much easier, being able to rap and all of that. Then you got um, uh, Roach. Roach is, man, an ultimate swing guy. He can play one, he can play three. He gonna do them both effectively, powerful. Um, but super quick, can get out of there. I, we was, he came over to my house a couple nights ago and we was watching his um, uh, linebacker film um, coming out of college. And so I was like, man, I can see why. And then um, going down to Brazil, um, obviously, like I said, just huge, nimble, can bend really well for that size. And, and then Prince, I mean, Prince, Prince, I don't think he lost the one-on-one today. And he, he, um, he is quick off his feet. Even though he's smaller, like me, but still can regenerate power for moving fast. Um, Heff, man, super strong hands, gonna move you out the way whether you want to or not. Um, (laughs) He got those hands that you know just keep going. And then Cage, Cage is putting it together, and I'm I'm happy to see him. That's one of my young prodigies, man. I I took under the wing as soon as we came in, and um, and I think that he's showing a lot of promise too. So I mean, like I said, every guy in there has been showing nothing but promise. And, and, I I mean, I. one thing I preach when I come in is that there should be no drop-off between the ones, the twos, and threes, and I think we're seeing that. I mean, it's, you can put those three guys in there against the ones and, and it, it won't too be, be too much of a drop-off.
1: Saints defensive tackle Colin Saunders talking about the interior of that D-line and mentioning the big Gerber baby rookie Brian Brazee, who uh you know has been progressing obviously in training camp we even we have seen him running with the first team even
2: yeah yeah I think and to be clear 6-7 Gerber baby is said uh, in a positive light um <laughs> right I've never heard that one before but it's yeah I mean uh, Brian Brazee, uh he is intriguing I I still question his his run game his his ability in the run game but when it comes to pass rushing from the defensive tackle position, right. he is so fast. There was one play last week that I watched, and you're not supposed to hit the quarterbacks, right? So when there were quarterbacks in a red jersey, I actually asked Bobby Bear this because I wasn't sure. It's like when you're a defensive end coming around the, the edge, you're not supposed to bat at the ball. <laughs> Uh, when you're dealing with practice because they don't want you hitting the quarterback's arm like you saw what happened to Brock Purdy in the playoff game like that what that can like put strain on your shoulder and mess stuff up so they don't want you doing that but there was one play that Jameis was handing off I think it was to Kendra Miller maybe Ellis Merriweather and Brian Brzee (laughs) got in the backfield so fast that he was able to get his big paw on the ball in Jameis's hand and just strip the ball and like, he got there so fast, I had to look I was like, was he offside? Like, How did he get there so fast? But that's just – he's got that speed off the ball that is special. Um, and so I, I am intrigued to see what he can do, especially in pass rush situations. Uh, that I think he's got some real upside there.
1: We're coming back with one last segment here on WWL's first take leading up to the Bud Light countdown The kickoff. Want to hear from you, Oakland Hart Jewelers talking text line 504. 2601870. Oh, Back after this on WWL. Closing things out here on first take, but we'll be handing things over to the Bud Light countdown, the kickoff with myself and the Cajun Cannon Bobby bear coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, Jeff, you'll be heading to the Superdome soon, hitting the sideline, uh, gearing up for this first preseason game and noon kickoff in the Caesar Superdome. Is there we talked about some of the players that people are looking forward to seeing. I think you mentioned uh, corner uh, and defensive end earlier. Uh, who who exactly, though, might be some of the, the players that uh, are you look, most looking forward to seeing some action out of in preseason games uh, after looking at them in training camp? But now it's time for... I guess you'd say the real live bullets in action. For me, it's someone like a Kendra Miller, just because it's hard to to gauge a running back and what their output is uh, in this training camp. Because yeah, you are hitting, but it's really not full on taking guys to the ground kind of deal.
2: Yeah, for Kendra is a good pick. I think he's going to be a guy that you see a lot of, and you know we're going to see how much he has it. I think for him. I think we know what to expect in the in the offense. Like, I think his hands look good. He, he looks he, – his vision seems good. He seems to understand, um, you know, the, the holes to hit and that sort of thing. But how does he hold up in pass pro I think will be a big question for him, especially early in his career. We saw the Saints try to bring in Kareem Hunt or at least look at Kareem Hunt and right. consider bringing him in. And uh, I think you do that because you might not trust the rookie in his first career NFL game to have a significant role. Like, what if you go into the season with – with Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller and Jamal Williams goes down on the first series and Kendra suddenly has that job and you have to trust him for the entire game can you do that that's a question and you're going to learn about it in these games Uh, there's a few others you know Jimmy called earlier and asked about Jalen Smith we I don't think we will see him today we saw him on Friday at the Superdome but he didn't even have like the right pants on like he's that new to the team (laughs) that he's still kind of working his jersey out right so I don't think we'll see him uh, so, a guy like Nephi Sewell, I think, is intriguing. He was here last year. He was one of the last cuts, I would say, in terms of he was really close to making the roster at linebacker. Didn't. Um, and so, I think you're going to see him work in behind Pete Werner, assuming Pete plays. And this is going to be his chance to really kind of secure that backup linebacker spot, which I think is very much up for grabs. I don't think Jalen Smith even has it, right? I think you're looking for your depth options. So Nephi Sewell, DeMarco Jackson, basically anyone on the field at linebacker, I'm curious to see how they perform because there are roster spots to be won at that position.
1: Uh, Another one I'm going to mention, throw on on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Alante Taylor, just a guy that oozes confidence. uh, Seeing, want to see his development, obviously, year two. And I'm pretty sure the guy's a gamer. Expecting him to do some uh, big things this season and uh, see if it can translate in preseason game number one even.
2: Yes. Yeah. Solante Taylor, but then behind him, you know, a yeah. guy like a Troy pride who can, who can stand out, who can separate themselves from the pack with a big play, a big interception, a splash play, a change of momentum type moment. Cause that was something that this team has been preaching all off season long. It's something they could not do last year, force turnover. So whoever can do that at a rate that is above the, above the line. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna, they're going to separate themselves pretty
1: quickly. That's a wrap on First Take. You'll be hearing more of Jeff on the sideline later today. I'm coming up on the Bud Light Countdown the Kickoff with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear after this.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details.
6: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.